All right. And welcome to this special series of Real Estate Fight Club. This is called What Would You Do? Where we discuss professional standards committee cases and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is Rachel Real from Rachel Real Estate. Hello, Rachel. Good morning, Jen. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You want to talk about some juicy stuff this morning? Yeah, I want to talk about gossiping today. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about gossiping. Mm -hmm. So today, we're going to talk about Article 15, which says our uh, realtors shall not knowingly or recklessly make false or misleading statements about other real estate professionals, their businesses or their business practices. It doesn't say that you can't make statements that are true. Correct. Okay, great. Carry on. But <laughs> carry on. However, I suppose if you did get busted and pulled into a hearing on something like this, you would have to be able to prove these things were true. Okay. Which that's where it can get a little bit challenging. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it also depends too on the um, perception of the panel, you know, okay. who you're explaining this to. Well, and, and what you and say. Like and and, and okay. right, and what you say. Right. Okay. So standard of practice 15 2. And 15-1s, a realtor should not knowingly or recklessly file false or unfounded ethics complaints, which means they just don't want you to file a whole bunch of hooey over and over and over again just because oh, you don't like somebody. And so you I can't don't make, think- a, make a complaint for no reason. They should adopt that in like regular court. In regular life, right. Just just don't, don't, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> so the obligation to refrain from making false or misleading statements about other real estate professionals, their businesses, and their business practices includes the duty to not knowingly or recklessly publish, repeat, retransmit, or republish false or misleading statements made by others. This duty applies whether false or misleading statements are repeated in person, in writing, by technological means, or by any other means. Okay. So frankly, just don't do it. So what we're going to talk about today is a case where that that kind of was the impetus for the complaint. Okay. So following a round of, well, let's preface this also by saying, yeah, everyone knows everyone, so just stop it. Correct. You're going to get busted. Happens all the time. Right, right. So following a round of golf early one morning, homeowner A approached Realtor X. We've outgrown our home and I want to list it with you, said homeowner A. I'm sorry, said Realtor X, but I represent buyers exclusively. Then how about Realtor Z, asked homeowner A. I've heard good things about him. I don't know if I would do that, said Realtor X. While he does represent sellers, he doesn't cooperate with other brokers. And as a result, sellers don't get strong offers for their properties. So that was the statement. What if he said like, it could lead to maybe not getting. Oh, right. Well, put a pin in that. <laughs> Later that day, homeowner A repeated Realtor X's remarks to his wife, who happened to be a close friend of Realtor Z's wife. Oh, shit. Again, stop it. <laughs> Within hours, Realtor Z had been made aware of Realtor X's remarks to homeowner A earlier in that day. Realtor Z filed a complaint against Realtor X, charging him with making false and misleading statements. Realtor Z's complaint was considered by the grievance committee, which determined that an ethics hearing should be held. At the hearing, Realtor Z stated, I have no idea what Realtor X was thinking about when he made his comments to homeowner A. I always cooperate with other realtors, Realtor X replied. That's not so. Last year, you had a listing in the MLS, and I spent months working with buyers that submitted a purchase offer. You didn't pay me the offer of compensation, though. You paid another broker who stole my clients from me at the last minute, and all he did was submit the purchase offer. Mm, that seems pretty yeah. convoluted. Well, Realtor also, Z doesn't sound like evidence. 
Right, right. Well, and it's a different situation. Now you're talking about a procuring cost situation. A totally, not a, yeah. It's a totally different ball of wax. Right. Realtor Z countered Realtor X's statement, including, or I'm sorry, indicating that he had made a blanket offer of compensation in the MLS and that his refusal to pay Realtor X had nothing to do with him not cooperating with other brokers, but the fact that there was a procuring cost dispute at the end of the transaction. Upon questioning by panel members, Realtor X admitted he had no personal knowledge of any instance in which Realtor Z had refused to cooperate with other brokers, but assumed that his failure to pay the compensation Realtor X felt he had earned was likely how Realtor Z treated other brokers. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that maybe this was the standard of practice 15-1 that says Realtor should not knowingly or recklessly file false or unfound ethics complaints. I think I might throw that back can picture this agent like stomping up the stairs like he stole my client and the other guy didn't pay me and it's like well where's your buyer i'm sorry hold please hold please. buyer agreement <laughs> where well, is your signed buyer agreement now i will say though that the signed buyer agreement does not always indicate that's who gets paid i mean it does help it's a tool in that however like i mean let's say he probably didn't have one I assume he didn't have one. He's out showing. Anyway. Oh, my God. He's Pop-Tarting around town. Being a Pop-Tart. Yeah. Not even a frosted a Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. <laughs> Is it time yeah, for a so break? Or it's we... time for a break. Yes. It's time oh for a break. God. And then we'll discuss the hearing panel and its deliberations. Okay. Well, speaking of leads and also accountability, I mean, this. And Pop-Tarts? And Pop-Tart. <laughs> I don't. I mean, what's your favorite Pop-Tart flavor? I'm going to say strawberry frosted. That's fine too. Toasted, untoasted. Lightly toasted. Okay. Frosting can't turn brown. Okay. I'm with you. I mean, we're the same yeah. on that. All right. right please yeah. um, reply with your. Is that crazy? I don't know. Please reply <laughs> we agree with your favorite Pop Tart flavor for a chance <laughs> to win some swag. Okay. Pop Tarts. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the thing. This that agent, I don't remember if it's LMNOP or XYZ, whatever one is the buyer's agent only that's grumpy. He needs some strong accountability and some coaching. So if you're like that agent and you need some coaching and clarity, I would recommend going to coach John Kitchens, who is my coach. He has a free clarity report that will help you get clear about your business, your standards, your goals, and the path to get you there. So you would go to coach code clarity dot com for that free tool. And then we all need leads. Everybody needs leads. Um, our best lead source right now is pipeline pro tools. So if you go to pipeline pro tools.com slash fight club, sign up for a demo, they'll show you and give you the playbook for free that I'm using to generate leads. Um, and then also show you and demonstrate how many, how many leads you can need in order to do, um, get the deals that you want. All right. So back to this back to our hot agent. Mess. Right. Yeah. So strap in. Okay. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercup. The first sentence here is what covers everything. Okay. The hearing right. panel in its deliberations noted that cooperation and compensation are not synonymous. Boom. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. So if you are a listing agent and your listing is on the MLS, you are making a offer of cooperation and an offer of compensation because the However, MLS is the offer of compensation is the offer can, of compensation. in most MLSs it can be a dollar and you right and in, in, in my MLS it can also be a dollar 
So mm-hmm. it's which that's all up for for discussion yeah, and a whole other DOJ thing, right? That's a whole other podcast or or a dozen podcasts. So the if if you have a property that's off market or not quite on the market yet, or is has the coming soon sign in front of it, and you've caught them in that twenty four hours before it's in the MLS, and you want to show it, they're cooperating with you, but there is no offer of compensation being made. So you have to understand unless, that if you are showing unless property, your coming soon status is in the MLS, but if it's not in the MLS, then they're right. Right. Wait we'll a see second. That, so here, here in our MLS, if you put a coming soon sign up, you have 24 hours to get that in the computer. So in that 24 hour window, that gotcha. sign goes up at 10 in the morning and at noon, my client drives by, sends me the information. I reach out to that agent and say, Hey, I want to show this. It's not in the MLS yet. Doesn't so your contract um, have a stipulation for total commission and then what gets paid out if there's another agent? It does, yes. And that's also up for, for re, uh, re-review and a new version coming out soon. But that doesn't... I know that talks but about that, cooperation, but that doesn't... It initiate. talks about compensation once it's in the MLS. So if you catch that property, mm. here's here's another scenario. You have a buyer that puts an offer on a property contingent on the sale of their home. Mm-hmm. Our contract says you have five days to get that property on the market. In that five day, five day period, if, if somebody wants to take a look at that house, that offer of cooperation is being made. Here, absolutely go show it. There's no offer of compensation yet. Oh my God. So you need to make sure that you, as a buyer's agent, if you're showing something that doesn't have an offer of, cooper- of compensation yet, you need to make sure that you do that. So and you negotiate that say, before you walk in the door. Yes, 100%. Treat it like a for sale by owner. It, it, that's Essentially, yes, that's exactly what you're doing. So you're you're negotiating that before you walk in the door to show that property. Oh, a little bonus tip on what would you do. Right. <laughs> so in, in fact, standard of practice 3-10 provided that the duty to cooperate established in Article 3 relates to the obligation to share information on listed property and make property available to other brokers for showing to prospective purchasers or tenants when, is, when it is in the best interest of sellers and landlords. Absolutely. Okay. In that respect, the hearing panel felt Realtor Z had, in fact, cooperated with Realtor X. However, to characterize Realtor Z's refusal to pay requested compensation because of a genuine commission dispute as a refusal to cooperate and to make the assumption and subsequent statement to Realtor Z did not cooperate with other no. brokers was false, misleading, and not based on factual information. Agreed. Therefore, he was found in violation of Article 15. I mean, that sounds right. It's Yeah, I would say it's pretty cut and dry. So if you're talking shit about other realtors, (laughs) you should just do it quietly with people that you know also think the same way as you. That is what I'm learning today. Well, I have also been in a hearing years ago where that was a case where someone, and I can't remember the details of it, but essentially there was water cooler talk in a brokerage around one agent and somebody filed. And that was in fact a violation also. Okay. So let's so say, just zip it. Let's please. Zip that it. Is, I know. It, that's, that's like tough. saying it's, abstinence. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so well, I, you know, I look at this and go, you know, the, on on a, over eighteen years, there's probably two or three agents that I would 
make my skin crawl if I knew somebody was working with them. Right. Only because I know that the ethics around how they operate is not good for anybody. Yeah. But I can't say that. But let's talk I about what keep you that can to do. I know you're a broker. Yeah. And I know you like to tell about us things that you can't do, but I'm not a broker. So here's my advice. So, what, so how would you handle that then? <laughs> so let's say there's a client a potential client. So let's, let's say you're at a listing presentation or a buyer consultation, whatever it is, and they're interviewing other agents. And one of these agents that you are, that you are just on your very short list of people that you just find very unethical. How would you handle that in a listing presentation and or buyer consultation? Where I'm like competing against them. Right. Where, you know, and you know that you're competing against that person. I would probably ask questions I would ask questions. So like we're saying like if the other is like what you said, like their ethics are a little right. questionable. Right. Where, where, where you know that that potentially clients have, have been wronged by this particular agent yeah. or have left, you know, money was left on the table. They weren't fully Something represented. Like you know, okay. there was some... some I would be like, behavior. what is important to you about making sure that you choose the right agent? And then they'll say like random stuff. And then I'll just offer some suggestions is making sure that you're fully represented, that you don't leave money on the table. Important to you. Right. Is so you, I think you ethics. need to, you need to spin it in such a way that it's, you're talking about things you're talking about yourself. General. Yes. Right. General and to without saying like. Talk about how you are the opposite of that. Yes. But without saying I'm I'm not this, I'm that. But correct. Take that conversation and spin it in such a way that you know you're covering your bases. Yes. But without without yeah. being derogatory and, and making, you know, exactly nasty comments about other yes. agents. Because I would argue that, you know, in this particular scenario, I, I if I made statements, they would not be false, they would not be misleading, and they would not be reckless. Right. Exactly. However, how <laughs> do I want to end up in a hearing panel? I don't think so. I mean, listen, but Rachel, the sat, chances of on panels where, where, where that was the case that came in and the person being accused, the respondent said, these are not, this is not false. This is not misleading. And this is not reckless. And they had proof of that. Okay. So in that case, you kind of had no choice because if you look at those three things, they're not false. It's not misleading and it's not reckless. Then you're good. Because you can look at the list price to sale price ratio, right? Like, let's say your list price to sale price ratio is 97 and yours is 98. And you You, you find things that, yeah, you find things that make more sense that are favorable to you so that you can use those as tools to to win over that client. Exactly. Um, I like it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And it's a bonus that we talked about compensation and cooperation, too. Exactly. Special bonus. Today <laughs> only. Bonus. What Today would only. you do? <laughs> Two um, for one. Exactly. Rachel, if people have a referral for you in Chicago or they have a question, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Best way to reach me is via email at rreal at dealwithreal.com or by cell phone at 630-542-8688. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye-bye.